Welcome to Element Pods, where we start the conversation about how God is moving in your life. Hey, Parker and Josh here. Got to be honest with you, growing up, all I wanted to do is just make as much money as I could, get all the things that I possibly could, and keep them all to myself. Parker, Turn- you greedy turd. <laughs> Turns out, this is not God's plan. Um, we want to <laughs> We want to talk to you. Things change for me, by the way. Um, and that's a different story for a different podcast. Today, we want to talk about generosity and what it does for the heart. You know, when everybody hears generosity, Parker, or they hear words, uh, churchy words like stewardship and all of that stuff, yeah. uh, people get anxious, like anxiety sets in because it's like they they have this mindset that they're thinking, why does God want to get in my pockets, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and that can't be further from the truth. Yeah. Um, you know, scripture speaks a ton about money uh, because God knew that, you know, that aspect of our world was going to be huge for us. It was huge thousands of years ago. It still is today. God's desire isn't to get deep into your pockets. God's desire is to get deep into your heart. And um, the habits that we have around generosity, around giving, around this word called stewardship, which is how we spend our lives, even if we don't have money is at the core of where our heart is going to be. Totally. So what I want to spend more time talking about today is this concept of lifestyle stewardship. Now, I'm not going to get away from the finances of it uh, because you're better off starting now when it comes to being generous with your funds when you don't have a lot. Believe it or not, it's easier on the front end when you don't have a lot because you probably have a lot less uh, financial responsibility. And we'll get to that in a little bit, but it will only get harder as you get older if you don't begin now. And I want to jump into this idea of stewarding your life Mm. uh, because God uh, is a generous God. Uh, He gave what was most precious to him, his son. So what does it look like for us um, to, to be generous with our life? So, so l- being generous with our life is looking at every aspect of, our, of who we are and realizing that it does belong to God, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's our physical abilities. Like if I, am a, uh, if I am a man just off the charts, 36 on my ACT, intelligent, uh, Rhodes Scholar, and I'm going to be a full ride going to University of Nebraska Med Center. If that's us, that isn't ours to hoard. Our intelligence belongs to God, and He is going to hold us accountable to how we have used and to use the church word stewarded that part of our life. If we are an athlete and we are elite, or not even elite, or a part of a team, how we use those platforms for the sake of the gospel, God is going to hold us accountable for those actions. If we are a section leader in a marching band, if we are a section leader on a show choir, all of these things, like how we steward that mm-hmm. those parts of our lives, how we steward our time. Yeah. And, and many of us are going to look at our lives and go, I don't have a lot to give, right? What do I have to give? It's so little. What difference could it make, you know? And and what I would like to challenge you with 
is what I see in scripture is that when God sees that you have so little, he actually challenges you and says, this is actually the moment that you need to practice generosity because it demonstrates trust. It demonstrates acknowledgement of where life and sustainability comes from, that it comes from God. It doesn't come from our efforts, our our work ethic, because when we look at scripture, there's a moment in scripture where there is a, a widow in the New Testament that is bringing what little she had to offer to God. And she was trusting God with the rest. Or in the Old Testament, there was a woman that was running out of resources to provide for her family. And, and one of God's prophets stops by and says, hey, um, would you make me some bread? And she's like, I'd love to, but I've got nothing left. And, and he goes, well, what do you have? And instead, we see God providing an abundance because of her faith that she is still willing to do that. And, and so you as a student looking at your own life and going, how can I be generous? Right? Yeah. How can I be generous with my life? Yeah. Uh, I will tell you that you have time now. Uh, mm. You have energy now. Yeah. That you can give and give in abundance. Yeah, generosity, like you're saying, this all leads to the fact that generosity is a heart posture, not necessarily a monetary or possession transfer game. Um, some of the most generous people I know in my life. Yes, there's some financial piece to it, but it's more of this posture of an open hand. Yeah. And things come into their hand and they they let it go. They don't they don't hold on to it, they don't worship it, they don't let it rot in their hand. They say, "Hey, would this help you?" Let's say I get 6 candy bars. I have an open hand and I say, "I have five friends. I'm going <laughs> to I'll still eat a candy bar, but like here, do you want this? And then and then I see, I see in their lives this generosity keeping this flow going. But I've even seen in my life, if I'm being honest, where I get something I really like or I get something I really love or something that makes me feel really secure and I clamp that fist down and I close my hand and I hold on to that thing and I say, this is for nobody else. This is for me. I own this. And that thing starts to rot and it starts to own me and it starts to um, be the defining factor of my joy. And until I can open my hand back up and be generous to the world around me, um, I'm not going to feel that joy that God is promising uh, in generosity. And, and all of this is because God is wanting us to be in process, mm -hmm. right? In process of growth and in process of becoming more like him. Yeah. And, and you're absolutely right with that illustration of an open hand because God is a constant. He is in the constant state of giving. Mm -hmm. every, every night when we lie our heads down on our pillows, Parker, we are in need of a constant pouring out of grace yeah. for God to forgive us of whatever junk we brought in that day. Am I right? Yeah. The mindsets, the, the manipulation, the lies, whatever yeah. sin that we brought in, yeah. we're in need of that generosity to come out. And what all God is saying is, I'm needing you to practice generosity in response to that. Mm -hmm. And so it's going, be in a constant state of giving away. Yeah. And, and this is something that students, I want you to hear this, is uh, there will be no greater testimony uh, to God's goodness and God's love than if you are a direct outpouring of God's love and grace and his generosity in your life that you live, like you said, Parker, with an open palm saying, hey, I'm getting all of this from God. Yeah. You want some? Yeah. 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 What a beautiful, <laughs> you want to be friends with that person. Right? right? You right? want to hang out with that person. Yeah. 
they're they're the one and it's and it's not just material yeah. things but it's not but it but it is material things yeah. it's it's as god is giving whatever he is giving to yeah. you you hold it loosely and you go it's who can it's, this bless who yeah. can this help who yeah. can this be a, a part of a, a part of life for them and i also think like i'm sitting over here thinking this doesn't exclude finances this right. doesn't because what this allows you to do too is is scripture is clear that you cannot worship God and money. Yeah. One will win, right? And so if you start early with being able to let go of money in a wise way, what yeah. I'm saying is being generous with money and not holding it so tightly in your hand that it rots you and becomes your God. Right. I have made mistakes. If I'm being honest, I've made mistakes in putting way too much trust in my bank accounts, way too much trust in my money. And it hurts me spiritually. Yeah. And so I think also it's worth mentioning to the students, just so they know, too, like in our church, when people give financially, there is a team of people who care for, take care for, and secure that the money that's coming in. There's an entire team that that sorts out a budget that works through and, and is a good steward. Plus, our church tithes. In all of that, the money that yeah. comes into our church, we tithe that and give that to missions. We give that away. We practice what Scripture preaches. Correct. Yeah. And so when when there is money being used in the church and when people do give financially, that money is is held with great care and with great stewardship and great responsibility. And honestly, like when you look at the generosity of the people around you, many of you went to CIY because of that generosity. Right. Many of you went to Summer Fusion because of that generosity, because people were willing to say, I want to give to this kingdom work that allows these things to happen. And so I don't want to completely exclude finances either. Right. Because our church is set up in a very, very caring and very um, stewardship-minded way mm-hmm. to use that to build the kingdom of God as well. Right. And through all of this, God is after your heart, not your possessions, not your iPhone, not your money, not your candy bars. He is after your heart. And a heart of generosity mirrors a heart of God. If you want to have further conversations on how you can become more generous in your life, talk to your coach and talk to your your team or your small group this Wednesday and talk about how you can be more generous as a group. Thanks for tuning in to Element Pots. Make sure you subscribe to this feed for future conversations about God at work in your life.